0: welcome to not just pretty faces the podcast that celebrates women who are killing it i'm so excited to share the stories of the women who have put their skills to the test and are working their way to the top of their game if they're not already there these women are brilliant funny and full of powerful magic they are not just pretty faces hi i'm marina jensen your host and a mental fitness and resilience coach an advocate for being experience-informed, and I help women have more success, better relationships, and less stress, which gives them more happiness in their lives. Let's get started with today's episode. Good morning. So I don't have a guest for today's show, and originally that was an accident, and then I got to thinking about it, and I could have filled today's spot but I decided to make it a monthly episode of just sharing knowledge and and my experiences and hoping that what I have experienced somehow helps you. And today I wanted to talk about being experience informed. And I know that you don't know what that is because it's a term that I made up. There are other terms that are similar, um, but a lot of a lot of people. Don't think about being experience-informed. And a lot of people do understand what being trauma-informed is. We have things like trauma-informed workplaces, trauma-informed schools, trauma-informed communities. And that's fine unless you don't believe you have experienced a trauma or you don't believe that you are responsible for helping other people through their trauma. It only works if we work together, but everybody on the planet has had an experience. We our our entire lives are made up of a series of experiments. And if we become experience informed, then we make an attempt to at least try and understand if we're on the same page, if we have the same definition of words, if we, if we view things similarly similarly or differently and being experience informed allows us to just take a step back and attempt to understand ourselves but also other people and that is incredibly important i want to talk real quick about real maple syrup if you follow me on on social media you know that this is one of my favorite things to talk about, and it probably isn't going to make any sense to you right now, but let me explain the story. I was dating a guy, and he lived about an hour away from me, so we would really only see each other on the, on the weekends that he didn't have his son, and he was coming to stay with me one weekend, and I had said to him, I want to make you breakfast. Do you like pancakes? And he said, I love pancakes, but will you make sure to get real maple syrup? And I said, sure. So confused because this guy was not the kind of guy that would spend the money on what real maple syrup costs. And, but, you know, I wanted to impress him and I wanted to get him what he liked. and And so I went to the store and I searched for some real maple syrup. I personally am not a huge fan of real maple syrup. I didn't actually know that at the time, but I found out. (laughs) And I'm looking at the shelves just full of organic and they're so small. Like if you've ever shopped for real maple syrup, they're in these super tiny uh, glass bottles typically. and They're expensive. I think I ended up paying like... 9 or $10 for this bottle of real maple syrup, confused the whole time because he is not the kind of guy, again, that would spend the money, nor is he the kind of guy that would expect me to spend the money. And he just, he's, he's very, I'm going to use the word simple, but like laid back and not extravagant. So I bought a bottle of real maple syrup. I took it home I made breakfast. I made pancakes. They were amazing. And we ate breakfast pretty much in silence. He didn't say a word. He didn't compliment me. He didn't compliment the food. Not that that's important, but, you know, it's kind of nice. And so I'm eating, and I took my first bite, and I thought, this is terrible. Why does he like this? I can't imagine... That this is what he wanted but of course i didn't say anything because i thought well it's what he likes so i'll just use regular syrup so we don't re- we don't talk about it that was it that was the end of that discussion a couple weeks go by i went to his house for the weekend and he made me pancakes and he pulls out of his cupboard the microwave-sized bottle of Hungry Jack syrup. I am, of course, confused. Why is he making... Why does he have real... Like, he asked me to buy him real maple syrup. So what the... What? (laughs) So he pulls this out of the cupboard, and I look confused. And he looks at me like, why are you confused? And I said, I have questions. And he said, what? And I said, you asked me to buy you real maple syrup. And his response was, this is real maple syrup. I didn't know what to say. I was like, what? That's just regular syrup. And he said, when you grow up so poor that the only syrup you have is corn syrup for pancakes, this is real maple syrup. I have never looked at syrup the same. And I use that that's that story in many presentations that I give about communication and, and coping mechanisms and why am I like this? That's actually the title of the presentation is why am I like this? And I, I, I will say to friends, real maple syrup, right? Because my friends all know the story. And if, if one of us is confused about what's happening or we're having a conversation about another conversation that we've had with somebody else, and they realize that they didn't actually mean the same thing, we will say, I mean, real maple syrup, right? It is the epitome of how experiences inform us, how experiences tell us to relate to other people, how experiences tell us how to act in order to be seen, to not be seen, how our experiences are so ingrained in us that they have developed, helped us to develop all of our coping mechanisms. So if you really want to be experience informed, asking yourself if you have the same definition as an employee, as your spouse, as, or, as one of your best friends, do you have the same definition of real maple syrup? Do you have the same definition of working together? Do you have the same definition of quality time? Do you have the same definition of core values, of um, of a vision? Do you have the same definition? Do you have the same understanding of what fine means? I'm fine. Are you fine? What does that mean? Do you have the same definition of just down the street. If you live in a big city, just down the street could be a 45-minute drive. That's nothing. That is just down the street. If you live in a small town, just down the street is literally a block. (laughs) We do not have the same definitions for daily events and words and ideas. We don't have the same definitions because we don't have the same experiences. And if we don't have the same experiences, then we have to at least be able to be willing to understand what another person's experience has been so that we can arrive to the same spot. This is how we work together. This is how we communicate. We have to be able to, want to, understand another person. Being experience-informed in the workplace is not... What's the term I want to use? Being being experience-informed in the workplace is not bending or trying to appease every single person in the workforce. It is being able to provide the sense of safety, that it's okay to ask questions to make sure that we're all, we have the same understanding. It's really an interesting concept. And there are many people talking about trauma-informed. But if your trauma is not at the same level of somebody else's trauma, you're not going to be able to understand what their experience has been. And you don't have to be able to understand the experience. But again, you do have to be able to want to understand what that experience has taught or told that person, how that experience has defined that person. Give that some thought. Because that is so powerful. That's why people... When we – I've heard, and I'm sure you have too, people say, oh, so-and-so reminds me of – that person reminds me of my ex. That person reminds me of my teacher. That person reminds me of um, my best friend growing up. And that person doesn't have to do anything. If your memory and your experience with that person that, that, that is being – that has triggered the memory – if that experience was not pleasant, you are automatically making that person that you have just met a not pleasant person. Or if that experience that you had when you were a kid with the, the, the teacher and now this new person that you just met w- is reminding you of that teacher and you love that teacher and that teacher taught you so much, you will give grace to this new person simply because they reminded you of somebody that you loved and adored. There was a guy that I used to know a long, long time ago. He was an amazing friend of mine. And I used to work with his wife. And she was a phenomenal woman. She was funny. She was smart. She was amazing. And she passed away. And he was madly in love with her. And a few years later, he met another woman that was, looks-wise, exactly like his wife. Exactly. But personality-wise, she was a horrific woman, comparatively speaking. The way that she talked to him, the way she treated him, the way that she just had zero sympathy. His wife would (laughs) steal dogs (laughs) with me. It sounds bad, but she was an animal lover and she wanted nothing but the best. And this new woman was not that way. And... The whole reason that he was with her, I mean the first time that I met this woman, I had to take a step back. I'm, I know my face was my face was not able to keep, a, keep the shock off of it. like my face doesn't whisper. And this woman looked so much like her, I was shocked. And I know that he was with her because he remind, she reminded him. Of this woman that she was madly in love with. That he was madly in love with. He reminded. She reminded him of his wife. Physically. But personality wise. She was not. And he stayed with her. For entirely too long. That is what we do. When we. Try and figure out a way to. To bring back a good memory, or we avoid a bad memory. We avoid anything that reminds us about a bad experience. And it, and it can be anything, literally anything, real maple syrup. When I was a kid, my dad used to make us macaroni cheese with tuna, canned tuna, and peas mixed into it. It's the most disgusting thing. I think they call that a tuna casserole in some places, but it was just like macaroni and cheese, tuna and peas. And my brother and I both hate it. And I don't know about my brother, but to this day, I have a hard time <laughs> eating all of those things separately, let alone together. Like it just instantly takes me back to this time when I was forced to eat that. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. Our experiences shape who we are and how we, how we walk around in this world. Let me give you some communication numbers too because this is also very interesting. We have the ability to speak at 125 words per minute. 125 words, it's pretty fast. We can hear, we can listen At 400 words per minute. It's even faster. But we have the ability to think at 900 words per minute. Now, if we did the math on that, we would have an 11% chance of getting right what we want to say the first time out of our mouths. And when we're, when we're in a conversation with somebody and that person is speaking to us at 125 words per minute, average, on average, some people speak faster, some people speak slower. But if we're, if we're listening to them, they're speaking at 125 words per minute, but we have the capability of listening at 400 words per minute and we're thinking at 900 words per minute, we are also taking in everything that's happening around us. We're listening partly to another conversation. We're listening to um, the music. We're listening to the, the things that are happening, the noises that are being made. We're taking in all of that information. And because we have the ability to think at 900 words per minute, then we're not really paying attention to what that person is saying. So we really need to pause and ask for the definition of some of the things that that person has said. Not thinking to respond, but thinking thinking to actually become aware and understand. And I know y'all have heard that before, but it's worth repeating. Especially when we Have different definitions of real maple syrup. I tell that story a lot more uh, entertainingly when I'm doing an in person presentation. Um, I have props. I actually still have the bottle of real maple syrup that I purchased for that guy. It's an amazing prop now. But today, take this time, listen to this episode and ask yourself is my definition of real maple syrup the same as my coworker's definition of real maple syrup is it the same as my significant other's definition of real maple syrup is it the same as my boss's definition of real maple syrup of course real maple syrup is not the word that you're actually going to try and get defined <laughs> But whatever setting you are in and whatever it is that you feel like there's just some miscommunication, make an attempt to understand what it is that that person has experienced so that you know this is not, we are not communicating well. You are not responsible for how another person reacts to things that you say. You are not responsible for their emotions. You are not responsible for their behavior. You're only responsible for yours. But, this is a big but, you are also responsible to make sure that your message is received in the best possible way. So you are responsible for making sure that the words you're using are accurately interpreted. So make sure that you have the same definition of real maple syrup. That's all I got for today. I much rather prefer, I I definitely prefer to interview other people, but I also do like sharing some of the nuggets of knowledge that I've got. So this is my nuggets of knowledge. That's what I'm going to call this episode, nuggets of knowledge. Thanks for letting me talk that out. Um, So I'm going to do this once a month and... I'll try and keep it to about 20 minutes. You people have a phenomenal day. Have the day that you want. You get to decide how it's going to be. And remember, ask, do we have the same definition of real maple syrup? Feel free to share the story. I will hear, talk to, and see all of your beautiful souls next week. Thank you. A special thank you to our sponsors for making this episode possible.